Welcome to our show. The expansion packed, here we go. It's really fun and it's only begun. It's the expansion packed. What's up, folks, and welcome back to the expansion packed. My name is Heidi. And I'm bye bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. I'm Bridget. Wow. A classic. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are two long distance buddies attempting to keep connected through talking about tabletop role playing games, Dungeons and Dragons, and right now we're talking about Dimension 20's The Unsleeping City, Season 1. Woo! We are on, oh god, what, it's episode 16 the of the finale. Off the top of my head. We're on the finale. The almost finale. We're on almost, part one. Almost. Yeah, part one, P1. Uh, Times Square Mageddon. As I have renamed it, Sky Battle. The one that Zack finally got. <laughs> the, the Sky Battle that Zack finally got. Part one. It took him too long to get involved in, in the sky. It's, 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 you know. He just, he wanted He's not it. able to get right up there. He wanted it back in Fantasy High, and now he's finally getting it in a totally different series. That's the thing about, at least from what I've seen so far, of Dungeons & Dragons boss battles. Like, they're not happening on the ground. Like, they're just not doing that. They're, there's gotta be, they're in the sky, they're, they're underground, they're in the water. Like, they're somewhere else, but they're not on the ground with you. So, you, can't, you know. You can't. It's too boring. You, you gotta have some pizzazz, you know? A little spice. A little spice. <laughs> A little spice. Oh, that's a spicy. Um, a little spicy. spice. Yeah. And so that's what we get. We get this spicy, this spicy battle with this crazy map and uh, lots of, you know, shit goes down. But first, before we're jumping right into it, but we got a recap to do first. I guess. I guess. I guess, dude. Okay. Um, yeah. Today we're sponsored by, I don't remember what I told you right before we started recording. Your... You said Hamilton. Oh, I said Hamilton because in the eye of the hurricane, they started quoting the the song Hurricane, uh, and then we oh. and then we went on a tangent about how what we think about Lin Manuel Miranda, which can be saved for another podcast at another time, yeah, in another that, space. Yeah. Um, no, this one is sponsored by Dick Van Dyke himself. <laughs> Ooh, oh the last one was sponsored by his rock and roll eve new year's eve oh. this one is just sponsored by thick fit like at can i say 99 i believe is, he is is he alive yes he's still alive oh, wow. and he's like very well into his 90s wow good for him i'm gonna double check i'm scared sure Go for it. Well, and this leads into something I was, Bridget and I were chatting before, before we, uh, you know, did this, before we started recording. Um, and I had thought of something and then we got onto a different tangent and I didn't uh, bring it up. But now is a perfect time. Have you ever thought, Bridget, about how long you're going to live? Specifically what year you'll die? I can't, I don't understand where this came from, but my brain went, oh. I was born I was born in 1992. So in 100 years that's going to be 2092. That's kind of wild. I won't be I won't be alive for 2092. There's like that's not happening. 
but I want, and then that made me, <laughs> that led me to think, well, what year will I die? Um, I don't really want to think about it too deeply, but just know that that was a thought that came into my mind this morning. Well, I'm going to live forever, so I feel like that kind of kinda excludes me. Uh, Dick Van Dyke was, is, is uh, 95. He was born in 1925. He is 95 years old. The man is still Damn. kicking. That's wild. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, and he still is, like, active, too. Like, And, well, yeah, he's actively supporting this podcast, you guys. You heard it here first. Yeah, hey, Dick Van Dyke, listen, we know we know you listen to our podcast. We know you listen to our podcast and, like, we're really big fans. You love Dungeons & Dragons, he's, for sure. Hey, man, he's, uh, he's definitely a bard, my dude. He misty steps all Very over true. the place. Let's go. Um. But, uh, listen, we know you're not actually sponsoring us, but we do appreciate your support. Thank you. Thank you. for Your imaginary support. Thank you for being a friend. Okay. It's your friend Betty White, the other person (laughs) who also is going to live forever. Who's also going to live forever. Her, me, and Dick Van Dyke. Let's go, baby. You ready with that timer? yeah yeah let's please let's let's do that so three, <laughs> i could keep talking two, one go hey what's up you guys welcome to the recap corner so uh, it becomes a whirlwind of of fuck um, the american dream <laughs> the american dream comes out and everybody sees different versions of the american dream first but then it turns into what siobhan calls the protestant work ethic and it's just this blonde-haired blue-eyed fuck that we all hate um then on top of it, some other, like, flame tornadoes and trash tornadoes come, and they're just fucking up everything. Uh, uh, everybody takes to the sky, and it's crazy. Uh, Cug summons some rats. Uh, Pete takes out... Pete and uh, Cug take out one of the first fire tornadoes. Uh, Sophie dies for, like, a full-blown moment, uh, but thankfully is brought back uh there's a couple of people that join in alejandro esther willie uh santa santa's there steven sondheim who's got some dope ass swords don confetti's a fucking coward uh alejandro dies uh esther almost dies and he's bad yep just went like five seconds over but that was basically perfect yeah there's a lot there's a lot in this episode uh where where do you want to start We'll, well, what's your first note? I guess we'll you know? just start at the beginning. <laughs> Very good place to start, um, as one would say. So it was just it was just nice to hear everybody's different versions of the American dream and like what what they thought their characters would say. Um, it was very nice. Uh, Rowan picked yeah. choices, uh, which makes sense about her lives lived. Yeah. Um, Cug sees uh, a familial memory. Um, out at the baseball game with his family in the 80s. Uh, Ricky Mm -hmm. sees an immigrant's journey because his parents uh, immigrated to America to help give him and Emiko uh, a good life. Um, Sophie sees love, which, you know, is Dale. Um, Pete sees transition and, like, transformation. Uh, And Kingston sees sacrifice. So everybody's just very, like sweet and like so tailored to them and it makes so much sense uh but then of course it's as we as i'm calling it the schrodinger's door 
Uh, yes. The dream yeah. can only, once it is observed, and once it steps into reality, it can choose only one way to be, and because of Robert and his fucking bullshit, um, uh, turns it into, again, what Siobhan called the Protestant work ethic. <laughs> Which I yeah. thought was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said it in another episode because she definitely has brought that up before and I think mm-hmm. it is just so funny to bring up because it's so niche yeah yes yeah it's very it's very niche yeah he he. they all observe the American dream as what it is for them and I wrote <laughs> I was like, for whatever reason I, I started watching this last night and I would I don't know if I was emotional, if it was because it was nighttime, I just started crying. Like, right then at the beginning when they're talking about each of their each of their ideas of what they would see as their character as, as you know, the American dream. And, I mean, yeah, because Rowan sees choices, you know, for who she's been and who she can still be. Cug sees a memory Ricky and Immigrant's Journey, Sophia sees love, being able to love who you want to, because she's in a, uh, she's in a biracial, you know, relationship. Her, her husband is Asian, um, from everything we've seen, I believe. Um, and Pete's transition, acceptance, transformation, Lugash Promitsky, uh, Ooh, lovely, oh and Kingston, <laughs> and, and Kingston sees sacrifice, all the people he's known who make this place worth living in. Um, and I, I wrote a little note on it when it happened, because I was just crying. I was just crying throughout this part. And I think it's because it's just so hard right now to be proud to be an American. It's really difficult to have grown up in this place that has, you know, now as we get older, we realize very toxic, but has all of this, like, national pride you're American and people dream to come here the American dream and then you know we it's really become clear over the past four or five years but even has been uh you know evident from way before then that this is stolen land that has been taken and tarnished and um and that America is just really not what it (laughs) is cracked up to be um but there is something so strong that surrounds the ideology of being American and America and what the American ideology, the American dream, what that is and what that means. And I think, I think that that can still be positive when we look at it the way that these guys are looking at it. Uh, and I think that that's where, like, I got emotional. But, like, yeah, I don't know. That's just what I was thinking of when I was watching it. Yeah, dude. It's... yeah. You know, it's it is. It's very weird. Um, we can yeah. you know, we could talk for hours about patriotism and the, the yeah. good things and the bad things about that. Um, but it's you know that's why that's what they're fighting for uh, in this battle yeah. is like to show the good things and be like. Um, there's a point where Rowan whispers into the American Dream's ear of like, you don't have to be this way. You don't mm-hmm. have to look at this and start destroying everything. Yeah. 
And it, I mean, it's the most literal way of saying that the American dream is not just one thing. Yeah. It's... And it can't be and it shouldn't be. Yeah. It's whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he immediately... <laughs> there's If there hasn't been already, there's got to be an edit of of him appearing and it being like, a white man? No! <laughs> oh my god. A white man? Yeah. There has to be one. I was so... I, I'm <laughs> we s- knew. I'm still just sad, though, that it wasn't Ronald Reagan. It I would have screamed, Reagan. but I also... I wish it had been Ronald Reagan. I was scared when Siobhan said, oh my god, is it Trump? I was really scared that Brandon was about to pull a fast one on us and bring out a Donald Trump mini. I would have been... He would never. I, I still see him as dark Frank Sinatra, so through all my notes, I call him Frank. <laughs> Frankie, our Frankie boy. Our Frankie boy. Uh, baby well, blue I think, eyes. I think the reason Siobhan wanted it to be the Cheeto man was uh, just because she really wanted to kick the shit out of him. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Which is really you know. Also, a very <sighs> capitalist human being. Yes, it fits. It fits. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But no, it's just a, it's just a generic white man. Um, it's on a very tall extender, basically a car antenna. <laughs> well, that's the mini. He's yeah. actually flying. Yes. <laughs> Okay, good. I want to make sure. No, what are you talking about? They're on. What do you? They don't all grow car antennas and from their butts. What do you mean? That would also be cool. That would also be cool. Is that not how the battle works? Yeah. <laughs> They're on little mini stands. Um, that just stands. Are, they become more and more precarious. You're kidding, right? I'm You're kidding. joking. I'm 100. So. Okay. I'm 100%. You kept going. You kept going in a way that, like, started to feel genuine. So it made me very. Nervous. I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to bump up my improv skills, so you nice can't nice. tell if I'm joking or not until oh, I say God. so. It's gonna be so fun to DM for you. I'm scared. Oh no. <laughs> um. But yeah, he immediately hates everything. Um. I wrote, he immediately, like, arrives in this place and hates everything and wants to change it. Yeah, that sounds pretty American. Cool. Oof. Oof. Oof is right. Wait, I haven't Um, done this all season. I don't know if that's true. I haven't done this at all. You must I haven't done this at all during... I don't think I've done this at all. Like, to the point where it's loading. I don't think I've done this at all during... The Unsleeping City. Damn, it would have been a really nice record if you had it. Yep. Yep. Ah. Thank you. (laughs) I didn't mean to hit that time. You better put that horn away. (laughs) You better save that horn. It's sacred. Sorry, I'm de honking Um, my horn real quick. (laughs) Excuse me while I de honk. (laughs) Um, But, uh,. But yeah, so he sucks um, immediately, and we all uh, know and understand that he sucks. Um, and then there's some sort of weird fire and wind tornadoes that are out on the board. And that's when they finally start initiative. Like, there's so much buildup before initiative even happens. Uh, it's fun. It's a good time. I kind of like it. Yeah, dude. Personally. It's the uh, the earth, wind, and fire minis. Except there's no earth. 
but yeah. The Earth, I suppose, is the moving it's the platform. the moving platform, which is crazy. So, like, that is a thing that they have to focus on, too, is they have to do saving throws um, to make sure that they don't fall off this building that is constantly swirling in this tornado. Because they're up yeah. in the air, like, during this. Yeah. So it's a pretty crazy visual. Brennan loves Chaos. to have battles. <laughs> True. But it also seems like Brennan loves to have battles where the floor is not all there and you could fall to your death. <laughs> like, immediate horrible death. He loves that shit. He's done it in, uh, like, side quests and other things, and he loves it. Um, it's very scary, though. Um, yeah, so, like, throughout the whole thing, so that we can just say it in one go, when the things are turning, folks, anybody who's on the thing that's turning depending on where you're standing on it, has to make a deck save. You have to make two deck save to go prone and then to make sure you don't fall the fuck off. And it's just such a time. It's literally like you just put these minis into like a box and shook them around. <laughs> like they just keep falling. Oh my God. It's rough. And then it just gets, as as the battle goes on, it gets even more precarious. There's a lot of falling, slipping and yeah. sliding during this, this one. Oh, uh, there's a lot of fallen slipping and sliding. Yeah, uh, one of the first things Kingston casts a fourth level bless on a bunch of of the party. Uh, just Ricky, to, Alejandro, Pete, and Sophia. Yeah, just to get just to get some safety nets for some people. Um, and yeah. Alejandro, meanwhile, opens a portal um, so that the party can call out um, as an action bonus uh, for each of their turns. Uh, they get to call out who they want to go through and help them uh but they yeah, have to be people that they've that they already have fought for. with yeah that they have minis <laughs> for uh yeah so it's so none of that none of that new contender suddenly has joined the battle no we're not getting any bobby goodfellow or anything like that that'd be fun god but i no. wish oh oh yeah. To Tanya, she comes back to life. Well, I was I was so sad because um, I think it was Cug tried to um, summon uh, Bilbrey, and I really yeah. wanted to see Bilbrey in action. I was so bombed. Cool. He would have had cool artificer shit. I bet I would have loved to see uh, that model. Mm-hmm. That model would have been so. so tiny. It would have been so tiny, but also with like a it's bunch a of gears and clocks and everything around him, and probably on oh, yeah. the weird motorcycle thing. Yeah, very steampunky. Yeah. It'd have been cool. I'm yeah, on um, the weird motorcycle with the hands. Yeah. Oh, oh the hand motorcycle! <laughs> ah! Which wouldn't be too helpful in this situation, although... The hand cycle. The motor no. hands. The motor hands. The motor hands. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. Uh, then next, really, is Cug. Uh, it's his turn, and he summons... He does all of his, like, summoning. So we've got the unicorn totem, because you get max heals with the hu- the unicorn totem. And then uh, we also get the rats who two jump arms, on everybody. Two arms! Two arms! Two arms! The and they jump into people's... The <laughs> They jump into people's pockets to take little rides with them, so that when they get close to, you know, uh, the American dream, they can jump out and give them little, little rat kisses. Come, brethren! Um, we ride at dawn! <laughs> <laughs> the time is upon us. The final battle must ensue. Stuff yourselves um, into Sophie's handbag. 
<laughs> and then uh, Kug also, uh, they kind of realize that these like tornadoes of wind and fire aren't elementals. They're just a spell effect. Uh, so Kug immediately dispels one of the fiery tornadoes. They're just tornadoes, for fun. Which is badass. Yeah, they're just for fun. They're, they're just, just to they're, add a little. They're just for aesthetic. Frank just wanted some aesthetic, okay? <laughs> Frankie just really likes wind blowing in his blonde hair. This adult man who's blonde can never trust. What? Can never trust. <coughs> hey, whoa. An adult blonde man? Chris Evans. Mm. Chris Evans. Chris Hemsworth. Those Chris's. Damn it. I don't know if I trust them. I have to be honest. Chris Evans? I, I trust don't know Chris if I trust Evans. them. I don't know. Chris but Pine. Regardless. Chris Pine I trust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I knew there was one Chris, Chris you trust. <laughs> yeah, that's my Chris. There's that's one my Chris blonde sure. haired, blue eyed Chris that you trust. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just come from a fa- as a as a someone who comes from a family of blondes. Uh, <laughs> Call out. Just saying, hot takes. Um, not really. <laughs> um, next is Pete, and we've got that trusty vitriolic sphere, which he casts at the American Dream, which we've seen before in the last battle. Um, the American Dream is really good at his saves, so he does save from it. Uh, but he would take a little bit of damage anyway, half damage basically from Pete. And then Pete uses, uh, I think it's one or two of his sorcery points. He uses sorcery points uh, to be able to cast Quicken spell, uh, to be able to throw a second spell at him, which he uses to do a fireball, uh, which he also saves from. So he's quite dexterous. Yeah. Um, but he does do some solid halved damage. It's basically. the final boss, you know? They gotta be dexterous, you know? Welcome to Dexterous yeah, Laboratories. <laughs> Whoa. It's just like everything's moving. And he has to like In jump Dexter's around. Laboratories. That's the uh <laughs> that's the uh Cirque du Soleil version of Dexter's Laboratory is Dexter's Laboratory. Oh. You're right. You're so right. Wait, no, it's just portal. Oh it's just the game it's just portal. portal. <laughs> Dexter's Laboratories is just portal. You're just Him jumping and Dee Dee around. just jumping through portals. He's chasing her through through portals. Oh my god, she stole That's the portal gun idea. and it's just going through time and space. And he makes another one to to catch up to her. That's 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 you can't you can no longer tell me that that's not the plot. In to portal. portal 2, the two robots the one's <laughs> do they just one's chase small each other? <laughs> and the other one's tall. Uh, it's yep. Dee Dee and Dexter. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> You can't tell me otherwise. I won't. I won't listen. I don't Peabody care. Peabody and Atlas. That's, who? It's Dee Dee and Dexter. That's canon to me, babe. That's it. That's all. Um, so then next is when we get the first like big move of the board. Which like how Brennan keeps this straight in his brain, I don't understand. I would be so confused by this. I already am confused. But this is basically uh, what we had talked about before with everybody having to make two death Dex saves. Um, when things turn about, basically, like in the first one, almost everybody is knocked prone. I think Pete is the only one who's not. Yeah, Pete's the only one who's not. Um, but these moving platforms are dangerous, man. It's rough. Yeah, as as Lou talks about, Kingston's an old man. He's not. He's not. He's got a plus one to everywhere. athletics. 
That's rough. That's really bad. <laughs> it's got a plus one. Yeah, he's in his fifties. Your lower back starts hurting, and it never stops. <laughs> yeah, man. The, it's rough. The years rough. start start coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, and then the American Dream attacks Pete and does forty six points of damage, Oof. like immediately insane so rough and that's when rowan sends a message which we had mess which we had mentioned before which she tries to like disguise as his own voice in his own head uh which is very cool and he does seem to it does seem to affect him and it does seem to acknowledge it so uh it's an interesting interesting sort of situation um then we get to sophia's turn and like it takes some finagling because jump is confusing which we've mentioned before but Eventually, she's able to do what she wants to do, and she jumps all the way up to the American Dream, basically just wanting to be there so that when he makes a spell attack, she can give him a good whap, because she uh, has a feat that allows her to attack mages. Yeah. Um, it's like she's so. she's not levitating, it's just she's jumping in very slow motion. She's, she's mid-jump. She's, like, just gotten up to him. Yeah, and then he'll do something, and she'll smack him, and then she'll start to fall, basically. Yeah, on her next turn. It's a good time. It's badass. Yeah, and dude. she's got the rats with uh, her. And she's got the rats with her. Yeah, I think it's it's Rowan, it's Sophia, it's Ricky. Then later, I don't M. know who else has rats. Oh, and then later M. I met in the sky. Oh no. I thought oh. you were talking about who was no. in the sky. I was like, there's a lot of people in the sky at the end of this battle. No, no. Not not that. I'm talking about who has rats. Because oh, there's four things remember. of rats. Yeah. I'm th- that was my guess. It's not a big deal. It doesn't really doesn't really matter. Um but I was just saying. Um Fight me next in the, the sky. tornadoes move. Find me in the sky, man. That's when it happens. Um the tornadoes move, one of them really fucks up Rowan. Uh, which is rough. And then we get some layer actions. More movement from the platforms. And everybody continues to be thrown around. Can I just say, uh, real quick. Um, yeah. Uh, so when Rowan gets hit, um, Brennan just just throws away saying, yeah, Rowan and the rats. And I think it was Emily said, oh, that's a great band name. That's Rowan a great band name. <laughs> Hi, we're Rowan and the rats. Saved. <laughs> Hi, Rowan and the rats. Okay, who, which one of you is Rowan? None of us. None of us. We're all None rats. Rowan. We're all the rats. Rowan is God. <laughs> that's it the, then becomes a cult. That's I, the album. <laughs> Rowan is God. It's the album. Thing. Rowan is God. Oh, yeah. I love this. I love this Boy, idea. Boy, it sounds like 30 Seconds um, to Mars with Jared Leto and his cult. <laughs> Do you know about that? Uh, I don't, but if just saying that that Jared Leto has a cult makes total sense to me. Yeah, uh, him and 30 Seconds like, don't to need- Mars have a full-blown private island where fans will go and stay there, and they all have to wear white, and they worship Jared. Yuck. I hate that. Uh, anyway. Look it up. It's a cult. Should- uh, For our viewers. I really... Check out Jared I Leto's really- cult. Yeah. <laughs> Except, like, don't, in I a mean, way that you would get, like... Yeah, don't go. Don't, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Because even if you think you're, like, a, you know, a smart person who has, like, common sense... Did you hear... And you're, like, I'm never gonna get sucked into a cult. You never know, dude. Did you hear Everybody about the thinks that. TikTok cult? 
Yes, the one that got taken down. It the, did get taken down? The one in Tennessee? Well, I think they stopped... I don't know if they... I don't know if they stopped post... I think they stopped po- posting because people were like... This is a cult. Yeah, I mean, it's a cult. like... It's a cult. So right after I deleted TikTok for the second time off my phone, mm-hmm. um, that was... I actually just started following them because I was like, oh, interesting, a commune. That's kind of cool. And then I d- deleted the phone and then I recently saw one of my favorite YouTubers did a video about them being like, uh, it's now a full-blown cult. It's gotten yeah, worse. No, and it was like... It always was a cult. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it always was. But it didn't, like, because here's show the thing. as much. Well, no, because they're going to show you their perspective. Well, like, so, like, a lot of, like, some communes are just communes. Sure. The main difference is, though, that, like, a commune does want to know where you're coming from and who you are. Yes. And, like isn't going to have an open door policy yes because they want to protect themselves and the people around them and isn't recruiting on tiktok so <laughs> whoops whoops <laughs> but this place is doing you know what places don't do background checks and don't care about your political like ideologies or anything when you come in cults because <laughs> they just want people cults and uh, old navy <laughs> sorry old navy <laughs> i'm not gonna <laughs> Wait. Don't lump Old Navy into Wait, cults, Wait, cut that man. out, cut that out. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a different thing. Okay, okay, okay. Cults and retail stores. Yeah. They don't, they don't Capitalism. Care. They don't care. They Capitalism. just want your money. Capitalism doesn't care. They just want your money. They don't care who you okay. are. They just want your money. Yeah. That's, that's for real. That's for real. Um, next, we get a wild magic surge from, uh, from Allie, from Pete, which they hadn't done previously. What a great um, time. Is being done now. And the first one, they roll a one, and then the second one, they roll a two. But since they had surged on the one, they then don't surge on the two, which is, it, Thank it was God. just perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, it was very helpful in this because they got to choose between basically perception and strength, something that would affect their eyes or something that would affect their skin. Uh, and they chose skin. So then, right then, Pete becomes resistant to all damage for a minute, which would have been really helpful before Pete took 46 points of damage. But yeah, we'll yeah. take what we can get, I guess. Um, I wrote, this is the Metal Mario version of Pete. <laughs> the Metal Mario version of Pete? You know the Metal Mario? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's I just do. Pete, but Metal. I was Because he's got that resistance he's the silver surfer it's fine he's a silver surfer yeah uh i have next we get a little more yeah no please oh no you go what were you gonna say no i was gonna go to the next thing but you were also gonna go to the next thing so you go first i was just you have we always do you have more notes than i do yeah you're probably right um hear that squeak (laughs) i it sounded more like a fart. Yep, it sounded farty. Um, next we have Ricky, who uh, helps us get some more info on the American Dream, because he's his divine sense as a paladin, something that he has, to get just an idea of, of what this being is. And we learn that the American Dream is celestial, so it's an angel, basically. Um, and then Ricky, because he's able to... <laughs> wow. Well, 
um, because he's able to call out to anybody as a bonus action to bring them through calls for esther and we get just the best part of this whole episode dude your uh, girl or, yeah comes in so horny <laughs> oh my god she's horny on main though dude horny on she's... main she's beautiful and badass and she's crying and she immediately just like fucking jumps ricky and they make out while prone on the ground during this fight she grabs his ass and she's horny on main and it's beautiful i wrote beautiful my ship sails into the night it's beautiful and i love this quote from her she's like because ricky's like i was worried about calling you here because it's really dangerous and she's like let's live a dangerous life together and i love that shit let's live a dangerous life together i want to fuck you so bad (laughs) want to fuck you so bad when we're done with this she is she deserves every second of being so horny (laughs) this woman thought she would never be able to feel love because it could lead to despair yes at any moment so she had to close herself off to even just getting some good good dick she's gonna slide up and down that fireman's pole dude okay okay we gotta move on now because you've tainted my beautiful ship she's gonna get that that fireman's hose (laughs) no no I hate that. All the Johns uh, are gonna watch. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you? Sorry, it was horny. No, let her have it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you let were. her have it. And all the Johns are gonna watch. What the fuck? <laughs> Only if Esther wants it. Um. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think their it. first time should be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only if they both want it that way, you know. I know that the Johns would be supportive, at least. Yeah, they would 100% be, like, behind the window as they're, like, having the sex. Uh, The Johns would be like, hell yeah, dude! Good job! Good for you! You're great! (laughs) Oh, God. Yo, man, did you see that one Uh, thrust? Holy shit, that was so good! (laughs) Jesus, I hate this. Okay, let's go. Let's get away from it. Next, Kingston uses his bonus action to summon Willie. Uh, who just who was just kicking some vampires' asses? Uh, it's a it's a fantastic time, um, and he he arrives and he Willie's presence throughout the fight is very helpful. Yeah, thank God. He's just Willie's like this there. strong. He's just this like strong dude who's like he jumps everybody up from prone basically almost immediately, so everybody's now standing. Yeah, and then he's just there when people are falling, and it's great. He's great. Yeah. I love Willie. Um, I do have a question about the next part. Pete gets yeah. damaged. Uh, yeah, the fiery tornado. Why? Because he's resistant. So here's so here's the thing about damage in D and D. So, uh, there's just normal damage, right? You just you get punched for five damage, and you take the five damage because you know yeah. you just got hit normally. If you are resistant, like Pete is, that means you have the damage you take. Uh, so, and it, But he gets to do it with all damage. So for, like, Gorgug, right, he could rage, and then he would take half damage off of bludgeoning and piercing damage because he's raging. Um, and he gets to do that when because he's, an, because he's a barbarian um, and only when he's raging. Pete gets to just have any and all damage. 
um, some classes inherently in them have resistances built in, like uh, an Asimar, you uh, have resistance against uh, necrotic and radiant damage, or um, tieflings have resistance against fire, because they're from, like, infernal plane, um, and so they get halved, so, like, fig would get, like, halved, uh, damage against stuff like that you can also be vulnerable to damage so there's resistance where you can have the damage that you're taking and you're resistant to it and then there's you could also be vulnerable to damage so if there's something a lot of the times it's that i've seen it it's been uh like monsters and stuff can be vulnerable to something so if it's a if it's an ice dragon it's going to be vulnerable to fire so it takes double damage if you hit it with five fire damage it would take ten Things like that. And then you can also be, like, unaffected by damage. Like, if you are a ice dragon and you get hit by ice, that doesn't do anything to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, so that's what that is. Does that make more sense? Yes. Now that makes total sense. Next we get Kug. He dispels another of the fiery tornadoes, which is amazing. Um, and he calls out to M. They're, this uh, is yeah. when they figure out that they can only call people that they know uh, or who they know have a mini, yes. basically. But we get M, who is a fucking great choice. This is when everybody realizes, oh, we need people who can fly. And it's also good to have M because she is also a healer. So good shit. Good shit. And this is, this is around the time where the expression uh, gets brought up. <laughs> um, Brennan does something. He, like, knocks over something. He, he drops a D4 on the ground. Yes. He tries to roll a D4 and it falls on and the ground. And they go, oh, I, pull it, I pulled an alley. I pulled an alley. This is when and it begins. Alley pulled an alley. It's like, what the fuck, guys? No, this isn't a thing. <laughs> no. And everybody's like, no, it's a thing. We're pulling an it alley. Is, it's a thing. Pulling an alley. It's like, it's like in community. You Britted it. It's Britta. You Britted it. You Brit. You Britted it. You Britted it. Uh, pulled a total Britta. Sorry, guys, I pulled a total Britta. (laughs) Wow, what a good show. What a good show. Yeah, very true. Very true. At least the first two seasons. (laughs) Very, very good. Bruh. I I didn't say the other ones weren't good. I'm just saying the first two seasons are very good. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Very good. Um... I have that M immediately heals everybody, which is probably what Brendan was using that D4 for. Yes. Um, Because healing just tends to have a lot of D4s for some reason. Um, And then the American Dream throws a big spell at everybody. Uh, So then Sophia gets to hit him because uh, she can do that as a reaction since she has that feat. Um, And everybody, everybody on the ground fails a deck save and... Are, it's just described that they're hit by a literal missile. Like, not even, like, a magical missile, like a literal missile. Oof. You know, when we were, remember at the beginning of this episode, we were talking about capitalism and uh, patriotism and um, stolen land. And... Oh, yeah. Missile's not looking Ooh. so great. No, no. I don't like this American dream. There's, I do not enjoy there's it. There's a lot of bad implications there, which are true. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then Pete is up, and it's Pete's turn, and he summons Stephen Sondheim. Thank God. 
Because why not? Oh God. The we true hero more of the day. Of Brennan pretending to be Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> we needed more truly, of that. Truly, we truly did. It's a great it's a great impression. I don't even know if it's accurate, but I love it. It's and a, I want more of Honestly, it. it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good impression of him. It's pretty accurate. I just don't know. I just don't know. See, uh, but it doesn't even matter just, that I don't know Steven Sondheim's like, like voice really well because it fits so perfectly. Yeah. It's little, like it doesn't even matter. Yeah, dude. Um, and yeah, I just wrote that he like climbs up onto the center platform and then Brennan kicks over a bunch of minis behind him. Pulls uh, an alley. Because he's doing some sort of like, like funny physical thing and then he kicks over a bunch of minis and it's another, yeah, it's another alley. Pull an alley. He alleyed it. Alley pulled it. an alley. <laughs> Allied it. <laughs> alley, again, is uh, just like, what the fuck, guys? No, this isn't a thing. But it is. Yeah. Hey, Allie, it is. It's too late. It's a fucking thing. It's too late, Allie. Sorry, man. I'm so sorry to tell you this. It's too late. So sorry, my dear. Um, F's in the we chat. We get some more <laughs> F's, in the ch- F's in the imaginary chat. Hey, F's in our <laughs> chat. Welcome to Twitch, dude. <laughs> I was editing. I was I was editing uh, an episode that will be up by the time this comes out, but you in it said stop the stream. (laughs) Good, stop the stream. Stop the stream. We're (laughs) we watch too much Twitch. Can you tell? What are you talking about? We're we're streamers now. (laughs) We're streamers now. No, no, no. I'm good. No, thank you. Um, But then the platforms move again. Thanks for those three hundred bits, my dude. Stop it. You have to stop. Um, and, uh, yeah, the platforms move again. It's a rough time. And But, Bill, but Billy, but Willie is a good bud. And he's making sure that Kingston stays stays where he's at. It's a good time. Gotta make sure the man stays up there. Yeah. We gotta keep the guy alive who can keep other people alive. Yes. <laughs> like, you have to save keep the cleric. Oh, the my cleric God. the cleric alive, please. Keep him alive. Um, next, it's the American Dream's turn, and he is attacking Sophia, who had just attacked him. Um, so he basically just turns it right around on her, and he does forty-nine damage with the first with the first attack just by itself. Just the first itself. one. Yep. And then Brendan lets us know that on the second attack he got a natural twenty. Eighty-nine damage, you guys. He does uh, just 89 points of so damage. So 138 points of damage total. In one in one round. In two attacks. They were just like hits. They were just hits. Like I don't hits. think he did. They were just like smacks. They weren't even like a. Insane. There was nobody. There was no overhead voice that said finish him. It was just a. It was just a blow. It was just a little smack. Little, Smacked little her smacks, into the netherworld. <laughs> Sophia is down, uh, and at first it's unconscious, but then she is told to make a con save against whatever the American Dream has done to her, which she unfortunately fails, and Sophia is immediately dead. Full dead, no death saves. But thankfully, the rats uh, transferred from her body. They made it to their target. They (laughs) They transferred from her dead body. Onto <laughs> what an image Frank's head. So Frank, what an image she's she's unconscious. She's falling back away from this like 
probably glowing American angel man. Yeah, near deity, truly an angel of some some sort. And these rats are jumping off of her, I'm sure with a ferocity this is some, like, to match their little voices. I could see it in the we lighting. We must avenge our friend Sophia. I could see it in the fucking lighting of like 300. Where like, yeah. he's when Spartacus, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's Spartacus. This is war. <laughs> yeah, when he fucking kicks him into the pit. That's what. I, that's how I see this Sophie falling. New York City. But the rats Wait, no, are I have like... a better one. <laughs> For Sophia, this is Staten Island. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> I gotta go. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Instead of this is Sparta, go. you get it. Yes. You got it. Anyway. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for the five gifted subs, dude. <laughs> Stop. No. Stop. Um, Zach, stop! Oh. Zach, you're gonna get in trouble! You remember that vine? Mm. The guy's kicking, and his friend's going, Zach, stop! And he keeps kicking, and then later he's like, you're gonna get in trouble, and then it cuts to a guy who's wearing the exact same outfit, but is being, like, handcuffed by the police. No, I've not seen that one. It's so funny. That's funny, though. <laughs> um... And the the rats immediately attack, uh, but we learned that a twenty doesn't hit. Oh, it does not. That's rough. That's a pretty high it's AC. It's the boss so. man. It's the big boss man. Um, next, Willie and Kingston jump onto the middle platform. Rowan calls out to Santa to come help them, and then. She has the brilliant idea, because they're trying to figure out, like, what to do with Sophie as she falls, because, uh, you know, things are going to go pretty bad if she falls too far. Uh, so Rowan has the absolutely fucking amazing idea to use her puppet spell to just puppet Sophia onto one of the platforms nearest to Kingston. So it's a fucking great moment. Yeah, dude. Incredible idea. Very smart. Very, very smart. Because, like, the way Sophie's body is already described, it's already pretty mangled. Um, Yeah. So. Rent asunder. Yeah. If they're going to revivify her, they want to try to to keep it at least intact enough that it it can work. Yeah. And it's more like they just don't want her to fall. Yeah, into the horrible tornado that's underneath them. You can't, you can't, can you revivify somebody who's like, whose body's not there anymore? You can't revivify, but there are other spells you can use. It just gets really complicated if you don't have a body. Right. That's Um, some And in terms of like, yeah. There are spells, but they're really high level, so none of these guys would even have those spells yet. Um, if you have the body in D&D, you can revivify someone, you know, depending on the spell for sometimes, like, years, like, could be decades. And you could revivify them, or you can re- resurrect them. Um, but in terms of the Unsleeping City, we kind of know that those rules don't apply. Because if they were, then I think Sophia would have gone to Kingston earlier to do something about Dale. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. technically, as soon as she found out, like, if it was regular D&D rules, like, you could just resurrect him. Like, dig up his body and shit. Resurrect him if there's a body there. Um, but they don't, you know, since this is more one foot in the real world, yeah. there's no resurrection like that. That makes so, sense. That, we've, that we know of, at least. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, but she's doing okay now, although still dead. Uh, yes. You know, we all know she's, she's she's making out with her husband. Yeah, she's she's doing the dirty with uh, with her husband <laughs> yeah. right now up in heaven. It's fine. Uh, Santa has Love entered him. the fight. Yes, Santa has entered Santa. the fight, and he's got a, some peppermint damage from Santa. Getting getting a fun little spear that he's gonna he's gonna throw. Yeah, little. You know when you're like sucking on like a. Uh, what is it called? A candy, candy cane? cane? And it turns into yeah. that pointy dagger that you can the pointy destroy little... someone with? Yeah. That's what I imagined. Dude. I could see that. Could you imagine um, a murder yeah. weapon made out of one of those candy canes? I'm sure it's been used as such. I want to see that. I feel like there has to be. I want to see that court case. <laughs> It'd be really interesting, I think. Somebody brought up one time. <laughs> this is going to get horrifying. Oh, no. Somebody brought up one time. <laughs> Um, oh no! That one of the best ways you could murder someone is with an icicle. Okay. Because then yes, it, it, because then it melts, and then you don't have the weapon, no you weapon. don't have the fingerprints, and yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I live in California, so I'm okay. <laughs> I guess you'd have to really like I'm in work really hard. I'm in New York you, City. Though, are we in have danger. the scariest icicles. <laughs> yeah. Although there's not going to be no DNA from that. You're going to get all those nasty, nasty shit and, like, <laughs> nasty particles from it. Mm, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> so if the, if the stab mm. wound doesn't kill me, the infection will. The infection will. Oh, you betcha. Ooh, you just betcha. added a little spice to my wound. <laughs> Gonna add a little spice ooh, on my wound. A dry rub. That's straight horrifying. In, a dry rub straight into my wound. Oh my god. Salty. <laughs> Absolutely horrifying. Anyway, anyway, dude. Um <laughs> fucking hell. Um, where am I? I don't know. I have no idea where I am. Oh, oh, okay. I my next note is Steven Sondheim is perfect and he inspires Rowan. He's just perfect. Uh, no, we need to talk about this more because uh, yeah. we need to talk about the why. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there was a rumor that Stephen Sondheim has a sex dungeon in his apartment? Because I sure as hell didn't. I only knew it from Dimension 20. <laughs> I only knew it from this. <laughs> didn't know it otherwise. I mean, it sounds right, but also at the same time, I've literally never thought of Stephen Sondheim as a sexual being. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. Like, even when he was yeah. younger, I wouldn't... I would look at him no. and just be like... No. Yeah. What? You fuck? <laughs> Does Stephen yeah. Sondheim fuck, dude? I don't... I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. We must go anyway. deeper. No, we do not. We mustn't. I'm already, we must not. I'm already looking up on my phone. Stephen Sondheim's sex dungeon. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. Uh, next, the windy tornado that uh, I wrote down uh, moves towards Ricky and Pete. And Pete is flung off of the platform he is on. Uh, so things get a little precarious for, for, our, boy, for our boy Pete. 
uh, in this moment. Next, Ricky readies his movement to jump across the platforms because they've kind of realized that as the platform turns, there's going to be an opportunity for Ricky to, like, jump and grab Pete and hopefully land on the next platform because they'll be lined up in such a way. So he waits for that moment. He calls out to Don Confetti to come help them, uh, which was a choice. <laughs> and then he, he attacks the tornado just to see if it'll do anything. Uh, there's really nothing more American than that. Uh, and it does nothing, which is also very American. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, yes. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he, he sucks. He immediately, as soon as it's Don Confetti's turn, he just pieces out and hides like a little dick. Uh, so he sucks. Um, but then the moment they've been waiting for, um, and the platforms turn. I wrote the American dream eats shit, but it's just the mini. The mini like falls over. There's a lot of that. It's a, it's a, it it's breaks a, his foot. Yeah. Little, little Lose shit. immediately like damage. he's got to take damage. Let's go. And everyone starts dogpiling. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sophie's coming back from the dead being like, uh, I have, uh, what was, that, what was that thing that she has? Not radiation. Uh, the, 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 I can't remember. Residual something? No. Radiance? Radiance. Radiance. It started with an R. I was like, it's not radiation. It's radiance. Radiant damage? Yeah. So that's what she was, she was like, yeah, I'm coming back from the dead. <laughs> His foot broke off. I got radiant damage. damage. I got him. I got him. Yeah. If only. If only it um, that But this way. is the moment when... <laughs> this is the moment when Ricky jumps to try and grab Pete out of the air and land on the other platform. Unfortunately, Ricky does pretty poorly in his... I think it's an athletics check. But then Pete rolls a natural 20. Hell yeah, Which dude. saves them both from falling. And they're now hanging off of the platform. Hell yeah, dude. Woof. And we get some some sweet little shots of the minis dangling it reminds me of like back in the day when i had the like barrel of monkeys little toy the barrel of monkeys <laughs> little barrel of monkeys age yourself <laughs> barrel of monkeys um age yourself that's me uh and then we have Cug making a deck save because the american dream's attacking him and he takes 28 points of damage what an asshole. What an um, asshole. How dare you take major damage? No, not Cug. The American Dream. What an asshole. Am I what right? What an asshole. You know, that Cug. Every, you know, most hated character ever just in, like, sacrificed, Dimension 20 history. Just sacrificed helping himself and helping his son to help somebody else and has been constantly trying to make up for his past sins that he had in his other life yeah fuck that guy yeah fuck that guy fuck that guy fuck that guy he's a rat um <laughs> no we love cook crush we love cook we love cook we love cook um kingston gets to sophia on his turn he calls out to the grand gata to come help them and he revivifies sophia so she's she was just back fucking her husband and she's got her cat and she's got her cat that's a woman on a mission now she's happy you know? Yeah. I mean, she's probably pretty pissed. She's, I'd be mad. She's happy. Someone just killed me. She's happy, but she's pissed. She's she's back, and she's alive, and she's at one hit point. She is filled <laughs> with determination. Hell yeah. And a cat. Wait, no. Not filled with a cat. 
<laughs> the magic of a cat. I don't know what I was trying to say. Anyway, moving on. Ooh, um, <laughs> there's too many jokes I could make, and I'm not going to make any of them. No, no. no. Um, next, es- Esther does this badass thing, and she makes these epic platforms for everyone to be able to jump up to the American dream easier. Uh, she's just fucking badass, you know? Esther invents stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're like the... But they're like the Ninja Warrior ones. She invented, you know, where they're like stairs. offset. She invented. She invented uh, the Ninja Warrior game. She invented uh, uh, Wipeout. She invented Wipeout. She yeah. She, she invented, invented all those. Actually, ooh, she would be so good at American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. She would be so good. Sophia. At that. Oh yep. Sophia. They would be the best team. Insane. Yo, Nickelodeon yeah. Guts, dude? Nickelodeon Guts? Double Dare, dude? Let's talk about some Nickelodeon Guts. Hey, Legends of the... Wait. Legends of the, of the Lost... Temple? The Lost... Te- oh, temple? What's the name of that? It's something like that. Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's what it fucking was. There we go. Yeah. We were close. We were very oh close. Oh my god, could you imagine a fucking Sophie, Esther, Ricky team? I love that idea. Fuck, that love would it. be amazing. Oh my god. I love it. Um, we get the funny, whose rats are these? Because uh, there's just rats around and they're not on anybody in particular. Whose yeah. rats are these? Yet another spinoff of Too Many Bananas. Whose rats oh, are these? We've made a new universe. We've made so it's many. It's the banana universe. Hey, Marvel, move the fuck over, guys. We've got a new one. Oh my god. Disney's gonna Incredible. buy the rights from us. Disney is gonna look at Dasney and be like, hmm, that looks familiar. Give us. <laughs> Give it to us now. Gimme. Gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme IP, I please. Will... Gimme, gimme your give me IP, IP, please. please. Mm, so Maybe. We'll have to think about it. Depends on the money, I guess. And then they show us the check and we go, okay, yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. yeah, uh uh-huh, we get that sweet, sweet Disney money, okay, that's, okay. yeah, that's sweet, sweet Disney money. (laughs) Uh, Next, um, I wrote that the fire tornado fucks with Ricky and Pete because they're still hanging off the side of the platform uh, and it's just, you know, it's a rough time, just very rude. Um... Cug uses his watch that he has that he got from Pete to cast haste on himself for one round. And he uses just a shit ton of movement to get safely to Sophia without having to do too many crazy jumps and things like that. Um, and he gotta get to Soph because she's at one hit point. And he heals Sophia and everybody else who is in the aura of the uh, unicorn as well. So that's very helpful. Yes. Um, Next, we find out that Santa does coke. It's it's canon. In this universe, snow is the white powder that Santa is putting up his nose. Um, I mean, that is that is an actual thing, though. Is it an actual, like, thing? They call it snow. That's a... That's well, a... Y- no, I know that. But, like, that's not correlated to Santa. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah. I thought you were I was like, yeah, no. I thought you were saying just in this universe Coke is called snow and I was like No, no. That's... Santa's snow is specifically Coke. Oh. No. <laughs> Santa's. No, Santa uh, is no, still this... nice and pure. We're family friendly here. Hi, welcome to Dad's new channel. <laughs> but we're not. 
Disney. Yeah, how Disney. many? So we can time, be not family friendly. How many times have I said fuck in this? Do you remember me yeah. saying the Johns can watch? Yes, I do remember. We are not family friendly. <laughs> and I'm gonna cut that out. So I'm also gonna cut that. No. Out. <laughs> There's absolutely no way I'm letting you rant about like the Johns watching. Let them watch. And, and Ricky's fire hose. Only if I'm they're not okay gonna... with it. No. <laughs> let him you didn't have, preface with that. Let Esther, that was an afterthought. Let though. Esther have this. This is not Esther's want or desire. How do you, you know? You, you don't know my life. Stop them. <laughs> you don't either. I knew her first. That's why I said if she wants it. That's why I kept saying if they want it. I don't You're know their lives. Them. I am not. Stop it. <laughs> You're pressuring these fictional characters. Let's move on. Um, well santa does something else that's very important other than doing drugs um in in this moment which is that he gives sondheim two broadswords you know two i want i almost want to make a stephen sondheim anime (laughs) just based on this alone yeah, that's incredible. That's an incredible <laughs> idea. Steven Sondheim anime? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where he fights other musical composers. It's like JoJo's Bizarre Circus. Yeah. It's, it, all I of, like that. All of his, uh, I, I don't know what they're called. Spice Girl. Spice Girl? There's, the, there's a Spice Girl. No, what yeah, are they? Yeah, they don't. What are they called? The, 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 I don't know what the they're called. Guards. I only learned very recently that they are based on like real bands, like Green Day and Spice Girl and stuff. But in America, they changed the names. Hey, what is JoJo's so Bizarre Circus, guys? Please help. I have no idea. Hey, I have no hey idea. guys, we have we're making a joke that we actually know have we don't have any information on. Can you please help? <laughs> I do think that this fits, though. I think it does fit. It does fit. In a, his, in a his, JoJo sort of anime His different makes characters sense. could be his different, yeah, like, like Spice spirits. Girl and Green Day. And could be different musical composers, right? But instead like, of Green Day, it's like... Not even. Like, um, it's fucking Sondheim. And, oh, yeah, no. He could do a fight against Andrew Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd Webber is yeah. his rival. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And then there's, like, Gershwin's and, like... There's Rogers and Hammerstein, like there, and then we also could get a Lin Manuel Miranda one too. Oh my god! Hamilton Miranda. comes out. Pasek and Paul. Oh my. Pasek and Paul versus Rogers and Hammerstein. <laughs> Incredible. Anyway, so Son- let's move Sondheim, forward. Sondheim, uh, uh brings out uh, Sweeney Todd at one point. Uh, brings out a. Uh, George Surratt from Sunday in the Park with George. Yeah, you can just pull characters out of. Yeah, that'd be fucking cool, though. Brings out. That'd be cool. Oh, what's what's the cow's name? Milky White. Milky White. Yeah, yeah. It brings out Milky White, and it just falls on top of people because it's usually just a fucking cutout for just most regional yeah. productions. It depends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Ours was like yeah, just a big. It's a big uh, paper mache cow yeah. 
that was only turned in one direction. Yeah. So its head was facing one way. At all times. And then the other side of it was basically flat, and then it had wheels. Yeah. So. We yeah. love it. That was ours. I don't know what's worse. Once again, I don't know what's worse. This or the real song. I'm gonna hit They're you with a jellical baseball bat. Da, 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 da. <laughs> wow. Are you a writer? I'm a writer. <laughs> I'm specifically a playwright. Um, yeah. And not a songwriter, though, technically. Technically. That could be a part of it, too, is, like, at one point, all the all the musical have to, have to um, come together because then the screenwriters come and they try to, they try to take <laughs> over the land. And then they have to invoke... The book is more important than the music. And then they have to go and, like, get the help of the, of the stage playwrights. Where it's just all stage plays. This is a lot. Jeremy O'Harris is in it a hundred percent. Man, this is a lot. Uh, we're coming Let's up. Let's get back to D and D. We're coming up with the fucking Stephen Sondheim anime. Of course, it's gonna be a lot. You came here for D and D. Are you staying for the anime, for the original anime content? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Write us in the comments if you're staying for the Stephen Sondheim anime. <laughs> No. Yeah, definitely no. do. No, no hey, um, let us know. We're going to get a bunch of one-star reviews on iTunes. We already do. Hey! Do no, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I like, haven't checked any ratings. Who's reviewing us on iTunes? Yeah, no, I, I don't. I never even looked. Um, Next. So, Pete has to make a pretty tough roll. To pull himself and Ricky up onto the platform. He needs a 19 or a 20. Like anything lower and it's not going to work. And it's going to be bad. And Ricky might fall to his doom. Um, But he rolls a 19. And Brennan also in this moment throws in a free wild magic surge. Just because it's fun. Which is great. Why not? And Pete's strength is now a 20 for the rest of the fight. So his strength is maxed out for the rest of the fight. Um, He's Colossus now. Pete the, basically. And then Pete sends another vitriolic sphere at the American Dream. Um, and he he's trying to figure out what the runes to the phylactery are and like how to figure that out and is talking to Nod Uh or and then calls to Nod about it. Uh, and in kind of his consideration, he gets the info from Brennan that uh, you would basically need to be like omniscient to be able to, to know the runes yeah. and to see them from the outside. So he hopes that calling Nod in will help. Yeah. Uh, with Nod that. enters the fight. Yeah, we got Nod. The most powerful great child. Great baby, and they give everybody a spell slot of their highest level back, so that's amazing. Um, and Nod knows something that we don't, but they're not quite telling Pete yet. Uh, so we'll get to that a little later on. No, because um, you want to add some drama, suspense, some and and yeah, br drama. Brennan doesn't want to end the fight too early because if they find out what we what we know at the end things could have 
changed like almost immediately. Bad, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be interesting. And now, the sad part. I knew something was going to happen with him, but I didn't mm-hmm. expect this. Yeah. I knew, because yeah. like, I had always been very suspicious of Alejandro. You, you were suspicious of Alejandro, yeah. And like, I very knew he was a key player of something, but I was not expecting And you thought it was bad. Yeah, I thought it was, well, I mean, it is bad. But not well, the same bad. He's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> he's not bad. But what happens to him is bad. He gets killed. Like, yeah. full-on killed. He gets thrown into the abyss. And the yeah. portal so, closes. Yeah, no more friends coming in to help. They Everybody they have on the board now is everybody that they have. Uh, and are going to have. And Kingston, right before that, takes like 41 points of damage from the American Dream. And then the American Dream hits Alejandro and sends him into the hurricane. And he He's is gone. Dead. He's gone. He's gone, gone, See gone. the last flicker of his golden eye. So sad. As Brennan says. So sad. Uh, Willie immediately just flips the American Dream off. Because the American Dream is like, you don't want this to happen to the rest of you. So you should just join fuck me. off. <laughs> like, so join me, basically. Um, which is not going to fly. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> Join me you. at Goldman Sachs. <laughs> <laughs> Too real. Too real. Um, Rowan then attempts to cast Puppet on the American Dream, but that fails. It's a cool idea. They could bring him down a little bit uh, closer to the ground and make things a lot easier, but... Uh, then she inspires Pete, some bardic inspiration. Just a little Next, flirt. Next, Sophia's back. Just a little flirt, you know, inspires everybody. Um, Next, Sophia's back up and she's healed and uh, she jumps up to the American Dream using Esther's platform. She gets there way easier. And then she just hits the shit out of him. Um, but she's unable to stun him using her key points. He just keeps resisting them. So he's very powerful. But she does hit him, hit him pretty good. Boy, this is sounding even more and more like Mario. The fact that we have silver Mario going on. Now we've got platforms that everybody can jump from. This is now a platformer. Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. Is is anybody dressed as a plumber? Not right now. Not yet. Wally, maybe, then kind of. A little bit. Close. Wally would be Luigi. (gasps) Waluigi. That's what his name is short for. Waluigi. (laughs) Waluigi. Whoa. Mind blown, huh? Mind absolutely blown. Oh, Waluigi. Then, never to be outdone, Stephen Sondheim also comes up and flanks the American dream with Sophia and goes to town on him. It's a good time. Waluigi. Then M flies up to also help Sophia because she's still midair fighting and she's gonna she hasn't like backpacked on to uh, the American dream yet. Uh, so she once again would continue to fall back after her turn, but M flies up to make sure that she can help her. And then Legrand Gata goes over to Ricky and gives him an extra movement so that he can go help Sophia. I just like that. I, I like yeah. friends helping each other. Everybody, everybody's taken to the sky. Yeah, man, we gotta fight in the sky. Yeah, how it's many people? Great. How many people are up there? It's Sophie, M, 
Sophie M. Sondheim. Sondheim. Ricky's not up there yet, but he's going to be. Ricky's going to get up there. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a party. Yeah, so I think that's it. And then Frank. Dog Frank Sinatra. And then Dog Frank Sinatra. Um, I wrote, time to spin. <laughs> Wait, no, before that is Ricky. And he rolls a natural 20 on his athletic check. So he makes it up to the American Dream, no problem. Uh, and it's just attack time, basically, yeah. for, for Ricky. There's some considerations. I love Zach, in, at least in these two seasons that we've seen, tends to play like a tank. Like, he usually is like, I have a big axe and I hit the, the enemy with it. But then there's also... Because, you know, that's not who Zach is as a person. So there's also that part of Zach that's like, is there something else that I should do? Is there something else that I should consider? Is there a strategy but I it's should like, be going for? Yeah, but it's like, you're a tank, dude. You can just be a tank. It's okay. Yeah, it's, um, it's but he does, tank. I think in, after he does his attacks, he does use one of his, because he's still hasted, he uses one of his attack uh, actions to grapple on so that he doesn't fall back, right? That happens. Yes. Grapples, yeah. grapples, dog, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Um, now it's time to spin, and it's just deck saves all around. Esther fails hers, um, and then it was on Willie to make a box of doom roll to try and save Esther from falling out into the hurricane, but unfortunately, Willie fails. I'm wondering, is that the first time? I don't think it's the first time. But one of the that an NPC like, has had to do box of doom. Where it's no, that's not yeah, the first time. And yeah, it's not. It's the first time in a while, I think. Robert, maybe. I think, but, had to do a few. Mm, and the uh, stock exchange one, I think he had to do at least one. Uh, but usually, it's like against one of the PCs, right? So it's like him yeah. saving against something they're doing. This was like something that like none of our guys had to do it was just like brennan didn't have to make that role in the box of doom i guess is my thought process because it's like most of the but npc roles aren't done that way drama. but it adds to the drama oh, and we get that cool drama. we get that cool box of doom cam yeah um as well uh but yeah he fails um ricky and sophia are being attacked by magic from the american dream and they have to make some deck saves um and sondheim is looking Pretty bad. It's rough up there to be that close to him. If they kill Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> Do you think he could ever truly die? No, but I mean, the Is fact that... that they brought up Ruth Bader Ginsburg again, potentially dying in this, it was like, oof, again, guys. Oof. Feels different now. <laughs> yeah, it feels very um, different when you bring up if she potentially dies and she's still living at that time. When she has actually died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, we get to Kingston's turn and there's a lot of talk about like what Kingston wants to do. It seems like Lou really had a plan from the get go. And then we kind of get after he talks it out a little bit from Brennan that for like transparency's sake, Esther goes next. And if nobody gets to her by her turn, she's dead. Yeah. Like Brennan didn't want anybody calling him a dick in the comments. No, no, no. And we're not. We're not. You know? No, he's a good DM and he's doing his best. Good DM. And he's a good friend. Um, so Kingston changes plans. He's like, well, I just have to help Esther. He also Esther's understands it's a TV show uh, slash web series slash whatever media you are watching this it's on. It's a D&D show. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you uh, know, you got to have the drama, but not in the bad, yes. like, where a way where the, the audience will be mad. Yeah. You don't and want, the players, too. You don't ever want the audience too mad. I think it's also, I think it's also for the players. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, that's, like, both ways of thinking about it. Like, they would feel bad that they didn't realize her turn was then. Yeah. So then they would feel, you know, badly that they didn't do anything. And then also, you know. Be maybe a little mad at him that they didn't tell him that. Yeah. So uh, I think it goes all ways. Um, so Kingston is going to make a box of Doom Roll, and it, I just like the little thing that's like Zach offers to use his last luck point of the day if it goes poorly, and and Brennan just goes, "Oh, it's true love, isn't it?" Then Zach's just like, mm-hmm. "It's Mr. <laughs> March." So it's Mr. March, Mr. and it's March. Esther, and I love it. It's so sweet. He doesn't have to use his last luck point, though, because I think he needed to roll, like, a 10, and he rolled, like, a 19. Yeah, he rolled like, a 19. Kingston fucking killed it. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, So Esther is saved. And someone else pointed out, too, if they lose Esther, not only do they lose Esther, which is huge, but they also lose the platform. So a bunch of people are going to get absolutely fucked yeah because it's not only the stairs that go up it's also other platforms like one where uh rowan can stand so that she's within like counterspell distance yeah she's within 60 feet so yeah it would be a real bummer but thankfully grabs her yeah he grabs and and we get the last words from alejandro uh where he says goodbye to his friend it's very sweet and he says esther's gonna be good for the society is a sweet um nod gives folks some spell slots back and we find out now from nod the big secret that they were holding in which is that the bay they have exactly what they need to figure out the key to the phylactery the bagel which is the bagel the bagel the bagel so We'll have to see what happens, though, because that's when they pause. Wait. Wait. What do you want to eat? The souls of the innocent. A bagel. No. Two bagels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it works perfectly in this moment. The bagel. The bagel. Right. Yeah, it's bagel time. I had a bagel this morning. I put egg salad on it. It was so fucking good. I don't love eggs. But I love a bagel. I had a bagel yesterday. Bagels really do solve everything, even in D&D. Bagels, they just got that perfect saltiness to them. It's like, (laughs) it's not like you can, like, fully taste the salt, but, like, you get a salty to it, you know? Sure, sure. There's not, like, a full crust, but there is, like, a, there's, like, a a bite. Yeah. And then there's soft on the inside and airy. Guys, this this podcast is honestly is sponsored by bagels. We're sponsored by bagels. bagels the whole time. Move over, the Disney. Whole time. Sorry, Dick Van Dyke. Bagels are coming through. It's bagels, baby. It's been bagels all along. Disney who? It's the Bagel Channel. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Everything's Bagel. Yeah. But anyway, that's the end of the episode. Uh Next time we'll cover the final installment of the Unsleeping City season one, and we'll see what fate, you know, awaits our heroes. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Unsleeping City. Catch us next time for the final episode of the Unsleeping City for the expansion pact. Until then, my name's Heidi. And I'm Bagel. (laughs) 
We are all bagel. I'm Bridget. <laughs> Bye. Bagels. 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 You love it. Bagel. You're a bagel. You're a bagel. 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 You're a bagel. You're a bagel. Bagel.